Customers flocked to the new Culver's restaurant in Manhattan Monday for its grand opening. The company, famous for its butter burgers and frozen custard, opened its newest location at 529 McCall Road. Owner-operator David Gamal says they're excited to welcome all of their new customers. You know, we're very excited to be in Manhattan. My wife and I moved to Manhattan two years ago. We're very proud to be owners of this Culver's restaurant here in Manhattan. Um, and we're, we're really excited to serve the, the people of this community. The doors opened yesterday at 10 a.m., but customers were lining up as early as 5.30 a.m. to be among the first to try the new store. Culver's is open daily from 10 a.m. to midnight. Riley County Commissioners decided Monday to curb their discussions on finance for their looming facility upgrades. A space study analysis was conducted in 2012 and projected the cost to be over $25 million. However, due to inflation, commissioners now believe that number could actually be closer to 40 to $60 million. During yesterday's meeting, commissioners were presented with three potential ways to pay for facility upgrades. County Clerk Rich Vargo. We're just here to provide them our professional opinions on what's available as far as, you know, what they can do legally for financing. We present the information for them to make that decision, and they're the ones that determine the timeline on when that gets done. And so they'll make a decision one way or the other on, you know, if we're going to continue discussing facilities or not. Among the options would be paying cash, which would come from the Capital Improvements Fund. The second option would be through a bond which would then require an election. The final option would be to form a public housing commission, which could issue revenue bonds to finance public building construction. Commissioners held a lengthy discussion yesterday where differing opinions were shared, and generally the uh, latter, uh, the housing commission, was not uh, favored among the commissioners. They ultimately decided to reconvene in a couple weeks to speak on the matter further. Snow events this month proved to be costly for Pottawatomie County Public Works. Public Works Administrator Tim Eisenbarth. Um, 726 uh, overtime hours work. Uh, cost of overtime, $28,338. Uh, fuel, approximately 3,500 gallons of fuel. Salt sand mix, 104 tons of mix. All this went into equipment used, 15 blades of snow plows, 10 dump trucks of plows, two wheel loaders of plows, and two trucks to haul fuel and death. Eisenbarth says the little downtime crews did have was spent on pulling each other out of the snow along with private citizens and delivery trucks. He says road conditions remain bad across the county. The best thing that we're going to do right now is going to hope for a little bit of warm weather, um, let things dry out. If we have to, we will spot in some rock, but I'm just not real eager right now to just dump a lot of rock out there because it'll all disappear quicker than we'll put it down. He is urging the public to be patient with them as they work to eventually get roads graded and brought back up to shape. An Ogden man has been identified as the suspect in a Riley County rape investigation. RCPD says 26-year-old Jacob Thompson was arrested early Friday in the 200 block of East 9th Street in Junction City on a probable cause offense of rape. The incident was reported to police Thursday when two women told police they were sexually assaulted by the same individual. An online criminal complaint alleges the incident from January 24th. According to the Kansas Department of Corrections, Thompson has two other convictions for burglary. He remains jailed on a quarter-million-dollar bond. Congressman Jake LaTurner has made clear his opposition to China-based manufacturing company Sinano coming to the Kansas City area. LaTurner says he has called on the Biden administration to open an investigation into Sinano because of potential ties to the Chinese Communist Party, but he has also sought a more local solution. Uh, I've called on the state legislature and the governor to act this session and give Kansas some tools uh, to deal with this on our own. We need to be able to protect ourselves here in Kansas. Congressman says there is an inherent security risk in allowing the company to set up in Johnson County, as it's believed that China is attempting to, quote, infiltrate American supply chains, particularly near military bases. 
The KC World Cup Committee recently presented to the Kansas Senate Commerce Committee to request around $30 million in state money to provide for training facilities as players get ready to compete in the uh, 2026 event at Arrowhead Stadium. State Senator Yusha Reddy, who sits on the committee, spoke about the opportunities the World Cup uh, will provide to the state of Kansas. We have this agreement with Missouri where we're going to get the World Cup coming here in 2026, and that's pretty huge. Uh, they said last time uh, the viewing for the World Cup was close to 4 billion people. And uh, we're expecting 48 countries uh, over a period of 30 days. And Manhattan could reap some of the economic impacts as well, with Boozer Family Stadium on the short list of potential training sites for World Cup teams. The governor did put in $20 million in her budget for infrastructure, security, and other needs. I'm sure that's going to be um, a moving target because there's so many needs coming uh, for this. Kansas City is one of 11 U.S. cities to be a host site for the 2026 World Cup. Mexico and Canada are also host countries for the Games. Manhattan Christian College has several events coming up this semester, including the 47th Annual Women's World Conference in February. College President Kevin Ingram. February 23rd and 24th, our keynote speaker is Ellie LaFaro, and Ellie comes from in the Northeast and spoke a number of years ago and did a tremendous job in sharing with the ladies. The theme this year is Devoted, and uh, just to let you know the size of the event, it's between anywhere from four to 700 women. The conference will include practical seminars, a dynamic keynote speaker, buffet meals, times of worship, and other surprises. The two-day event will take place at the K-State Student Union. Good morning, I'm Troy Coverdale with your sports headlines at News Radio KMAN as K-Man's morning news continues. After wins over Baylor and BYU last week, the K-State women's basketball team moved up two spots in the AP poll yesterday. The Wildcats are now ranked number two in the country for the first time since the third week of the 2002-2003 season, the only other time that K-State women's basketball has ever been ranked that high. South Carolina remains the clear number one even after a chaotic week that saw nearly half the AP top 25 lose at least one game. Five of last week's top 10, in fact, suffered losses. Overall, a dozen ranked teams had at least one defeat. Iowa now back up to third behind the Cats as Caitlin Clark nears the all-time scoring record in women's basketball. Stanford and North Carolina State round out the top five. Also from the Big 12, Texas now at number 12. Baylor at 13, West Virginia at number 23. K-State will put a 14-game winning streak on the line when it visits Oklahoma for a 6 o'clock tip tomorrow night on News Radio KMAN. UConn remained number one in the AP Top 25 men's poll as the top five remain the same from last week. Purdue at number two, North Carolina at number three, Houston fourth, Tennessee fifth. Wisconsin jumped to sixth, that's seven spots. Duke climbed five to number seven, but Iowa State made the largest jump from number 23 to number 12. Kansas at number eight this week, Texas Tech 15, Baylor at number 18, BYU at number 22, and Oklahoma is number 23 going into their matchup tonight with K-State. TCU returned to the poll at number 25 this week, meaning that there are eight Big 12 teams in the rankings, double the SEC, which had the next most at half that. After dropping a pair of road games last week, K-State men's basketball team puts a five-game home winning streak on the line when they match up with the Sooners tonight. 11 of the 14 teams in the Big 12 have lost back-to-back road games. Six of those 11 played back-to-back road games and lost both. 
And so, you know, what just happened, we just played two ranked teams on their home court. Uh, they're probably both two top ten teams in the country and lost a close one at Iowa State and then uh, ran into a buzzsaw. So we move on. The Sooners are actually 3-4 and four in conference play, but are riding a 15-5 and five overall mark into the matchup with Jerome Tang's squad. Both of their guards can create their own shots, can create shots for other people. They have those super athletic wings, probably maybe two of the best athletes in, in the whole conference. And then both bigs that they play that play a lot, they, they provide you different problems. Then they got a sniper that comes off the bench. So, um, I mean, Porter's done a great job of putting a really good team together. Tip-off tonight at 7, coverage on News Radio KMAN and 101.5 K-Rock gets underway at 6. Jawan Roberts made a tie-breaking layup with 39 seconds left in overtime. Emmanuel Sharp's four free throws over the final 10 seconds sent Houston to a 76-72 win over Texas last night. Number 7, Duke, dropped Virginia Tech 77-67 in the only other game involving a top-25 team. Former K-State men's basketball players Marquise Noel and Keontae Johnson have been tabbed for the NBA G League Next Up All-Star Game next month. Noel, playing for Raptors 905, the Toronto affiliate, is averaging 16 points and 9 rebounds per game in the G League. Johnson, drafted in the second round by the Oklahoma City Thunder this past spring, averaging 20 points and seven boards for their G League affiliate, Oklahoma City Blue. Man, I am fired up. We just talked to Keontae upstairs, FaceTimed him, and uh, asked him uh, if him and Keith were going to be on the same team, and he said they're seeing if it works out. I, I, I hope that they will be on the same team. They'll both get to be in Indianapolis. Uh, you know, that that's such an honor, man. The NBA G League Up Next game will be held on Sunday, February 18th at 12.30 in the afternoon. High school boys basketball last night, Abilene beat Wamigo 65-44. Flint Hills Christian was a 65-32 winner over Chanute Christian. In girls play, Wamigo handled Abilene 49-33. Tonight on the docket, Riley County to visit Marysville. Junction City plays at Hayden. K-State baseball junior Tyson Neighbors was named to the 2024 D1 baseball preseason All-America first team on Monday. A unanimous all-conference selection announced last week, Neighbors kept a historic sophomore season last year shattering season class records with a 1.85 ERA and a league high 11 saves. He was a consensus All-American. Kansas City Chiefs edge rusher Charles Amenahu won't get a chance to face off against his former team in the Super Bowl in two weeks. He tore his ACL in Sunday's AFC Championship game win over the Ravens. That per NFL Network's James Palmer. The 26-year-old generated seven sacks in 11 regular season games for KC, having signed as a free agent in the offseason. Amena, who spent the previous two years in San Francisco, where he racked up four and a half sacks in 26 games with the Niners. K-State basketball tonight, the Cats hosting Oklahoma. 7 o'clock tip-off, coverage to begin at 6 on News Radio KMAN and 1015 K-Rock. The game from 4 to 6 this afternoon here on K-Man.